travel is a catalyst for transformation. And this is what we talk about every week on the Travel Coach Podcast. Here, inspiring stories of people whose lives have been changed through travel. Some have uncovered new strength, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual, while others have discovered new potential for relationships or careers. All have found that travel helps to chart a new path. Tune in and jump on board. It might empower you to realize your own travel dreams. Terry Hunter, welcome to The Travel Coach. Thank you, Sonia. Pleasure yes. to be here. Thank you. I was looking forward to this meeting, to this interview so much. So before starting, though, I would like if you can uh, introduce yourself so we can get to know you a little bit better and who you are and what you do, please. I am Terry Hunter, and I'm... Um, eh, I guess I'm a world adventurer. I'm from Canada, and I have developed this lifestyle where I work half the year as a hiking guide in the Canadian Rockies, and the other half the year I travel and rock climb around the world. And I've been sustaining this nomadic lifestyle for 17 years now. Um, yeah, that's what I do. I love it. That's amazing, Terry. I hear like some um, noise. I don't know if you have the microphone. Like, I don't know. It sounds like wind, but maybe it's something that is. Uh, oh, it's the new. fan. It's really hot here. I'm in Thailand. Ah, I'll turn okay. the fan on. The fan. It's hot there, yeah. <laughs> it's really hot, but I'll, I'll survive. <laughs> okay, could be worse. Okay. I could be cold. That's no problem. So you know, Terry, that the Travel Coach Podcast is all about stories of transformation. I would like to ask you, what does transformation mean to you? In a couple of words. A couple of words. Yeah, thanks, Sonia. You made me really think about this. Transformation is when something inside of you changes. And it may take a while to change the habits that go along with what shifted inside. But eventually, you catch up to that shift and you transform. You change. Something changes. That's beautiful. Beautiful put. Thank you, Terry, for sharing that. And today we are going to talk about, we are going to go deep because I know you have lots of stories and you travel so, to so many places, but we would like to go deep today about, well, starting to this trip in Ethiopia, right? So we are going to start there. I would like you to, to share with us, how was your life, your life, personal and professional, before this trip in Ethiopia? Where were you? Yes. I was in Canada living in a beautiful place, Jasper National Park, and working as a figure skating coach, um, a job I loved for many years, but I, I was getting bored. There were some things that weren't the way I wanted them to be, and and um, I was in a toxic relationship. It was it was not, not what I wanted either, and I had this desire to do something adventurous, and uh, I, I was a bit scared to to just take that leap of faith and give everything up, the boyfriend, the, the, the career, and I was a bit stuck. And uh, I, I heard about, friends of mine told me about their trip to climb Mount Kenya. And when I heard the stories, I'm like, I wanna do that. And um, 
I had the, the ticket I bought was on Ethiopian Airlines, so I had a free stopover in Ethiopia. So I was thinking, I don't know anybody who's been to Ethiopia. I have to go there. Like I have to check it out. And it ended up being a really fascinating country. So you, your, your goal, your purpose was going to Kenya, right? To climb Mount so, Kenya, yeah. And you did? Did you do so? I did, and it was fabulous. It was not easy, but uh, yeah, I, I, uh, it was a good challenge for me. Yeah, I can imagine. Really rewarding. So you were stopping in Ethiopia. What happened there? Yeah, Ethiopia, I, you know, the people were so friendly and I made so many friends and everyone asked for my email and I must have given my email to so many people and I don't remember, but I met one guy who um, wrote me a letter six months after I returned to Canada and he predicted the date of my death. And he, that was in 2004 and he predicted, uh, it was June, 2004. And he predicted that I would be killed in a car accident in November, November 21st. I'll never forget this date, November 21st, 2004, six months forward from that time. Crazy. So, yeah. Crazy. You know, I, I showed it to my friend and my, I was so like, huh? I was, what's that? No, yeah, no, I, I was, uh, what happened. I, w I was shocked. I was like, I showed it to my friend and she said, Terry, this is bullshit. <laughs> and, and I'm like, well, probably, but it, you know, I, that lightened me up a little, but then it made me dig. Like, what if it was true? What do I really want to be doing with my life? I could spend another winter driving icy Canadian roads teaching figure skating, which I'm not, my heart totally isn't in right now, or I could go traveling. And it, it was the push I needed, you know, to, to give up the skating contract. And to, to, I dreamed of going to Tibet. I had always dreamed of going to Tibet. So I didn't take the contract that winter because of this letter. And I went traveling for the winters to Asia wow. and, and first Tibet. Wow. So you just say, okay, if, I don't know if this is true or not, but just in case, right? What if it's true <laughs> and I only have six months of my life left, what I would like to do in these six months? So I suppose this was an important moment for you to look at your life and say, okay, what's important, what I really want to do, right? And you wanted to travel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, I see it as a gift now, but at the time I thought, why would this person be so mean to tell me this? Like, But now I see it as such a gift. Um, this letter really made me dig. And it, it, it was quite a process I went through in Tibet on that date. Yeah, wow. Because this person wanted nothing in return. It was he asking for money or something? What was the purpose well, of he actually, he actually, um, he said, the best thing you could do is come to Ethiopia and pray with me all day. But he wasn't asking for money, but he said, but if you can't come, then just pray all day. You know, it, was a, it wasn't about money. Um, yeah, so I, I meditate. I meditate. So I, I take prayer and meditation as the same thing. And I decided that I would find some beautiful monastery 
in Tibet and I just meditate all day. That was just in case. Amazing. So you just took a ticket, a plane ticket, and you just flew to Tibet. Yeah. Yeah. With no plan, yeah, just my own. to go and meditate. What happened when you arrived there? Yeah, I got to Tibet. I did a lot of exploring. I actually made a really good friend on the plane. He was an acupuncturist and he, uh, we, we started hiking together. And, and then on that date, I um, decided I, I wanted to be off on my own. And I found out that there was this famous monastery, Samye, that is a mandala from the sky. It's perfectly geometric and it's, it's a masterpiece. And I thought, it is walled in. So I thought this would be a safe place from vehicles because it was supposed to be a car accident. So I, I took the bus out there, it took a few hours. And I, when I got there, I found out that buses are actually allowed to go into the, the compound where the, the gate, the, the wall is. And also these tractor taxis, which are wagons pulling Tibetan pilgrims in wagon, in, pulled by a tractor in a wagon. So I realized I wasn't, perfectly safe there so just in case I went and talked to um, the hotel desk clerk and said is there a, a place away from the roads where I could go to be away from everything and he said yes there's 300 monks and nuns living in caves above here in the mountains and I thought perfect that's where I'm going and you went there, but you you didn't take any bus or any kind of transport. Did you walk or what did you do? I walked all the way. I was 10 kilometer walk. I avoided all the roads. I went through the fields. Wow. And then as I'm walking up there, uh, I see all these Tibetan pilgrims in these wagons bouncing up the mountain on these dirt roads. And I, I found out later that it was a, a holy day for the Tibetans. And they were all going up to the caves to be blessed by the monks on this holy day. And um, I walked, they said, come on, get in, but I wanted to walk up. And when I got there, I made friends with this Tibetan girl who spoke English and she translated what all the monks said. And the monks were saying, make sure this Canadian woman goes to every single temple because we want her to leave here with a good feeling about Buddhism. So I went to every temple and got blessed by the monks and nuns with the holy water on this supposed date of my death which you know it was just such an amazing experience to meet all the monks and to celebrate with them and make friends but it took all day like at the end of the day the sun was setting and it didn't make sense for me to walk back even though I kept trying to say I want to walk I want to walk they all the Tibetans said come on get in the wagon it was too much but what a beautiful experience, yeah. right? To receive all this love and all these blessings in this Oh my gosh, yeah. Moment, yeah. Yeah, really special day that I'll never forget. And I certainly have been left with an amazing feeling about Buddhism. Yeah, yeah. So you yeah. eventually jumped in a wagon and tractor. What, what happened there? Were you scared or what was the feeling at was... the time? Because it was already sunset, so little few hours left I suppose of that day yeah the, it crossed my mind right like I'm bouncing down the mountain in this wagon and it's tipping sideways and and my back is hurting from bouncing and 
but I have this huge smile on my face. The sunset was so beautiful. And I just went through this feeling of, wow, if this is how I have to die, this is a great way to die. Like, this is okay. I had a great day. I, I came to some kind of like peace with it. Mm. And uh, yeah. it's not here. often that you feel that amount of peace with death, but I pulled back a layer of it. Oh, beautiful. So it was actually a death, symbolic death right? At that, at that it day. was, it was, you know, that, that began, that was the beginning of my trip. And after that, I, I trekked in Nepal and I went rock climbing in Thailand and I traveled solo for six months and I gained so much confidence that I, I ended up like I hadn't completely left the skating job at that point or completely left my boyfriend, but I came back and I completely left both of them and started doing what I, I started making decisions differently, not what I should do. I started doing what I really wanted to do. And I really got in touch with what I wanted to do. And part of that was traveling and climbing, which I've been doing every year since. So it, there was a death, a death of an, of the play it safe, Terry. Mm, I love that. Do you think, Terry, if, if you eventually decided to spend this last day um, in your hometown, do you think you would have had the same kind of experience, the same kind of transformation that you explained like a before and after? How travel impacted Absolutely this? not. Absolutely not. No, there's no way. Um, I, I can't imagine... I mean, part of the transformation was because I was so out of my comfort zone and the growth and the confidence was because I was at the edge of my comfort zone. Back home, I wouldn't have got pushed to those edges that I needed to be pushed to, to build the confidence, to see things differently, um, to almost like get in a flow state. Like I was in a flow state. I was totally following the signs and there was no plan. There were synchronicities that guided me. What did you I, learn I guess, about yourself? What did I learn? I learned... Wow, I'm still learning these lessons, but I learned that I can rely on myself, that I can navigate many things by myself, that I... I'm taken care of by the universe. Um, the universe has my back. I learned the world is a very loving, friendly place, despite what all of our travel advisories say. <laughs> There's so much kindness and generosity in this world. And I've, I've had my hand taken in almost every country. I've been lost and led back to the proper place, you know, when I'm off trails and yeah. But what I learned about myself is that I, I can rely on myself. How is your life now? If you compare, you know, before and after, how would you define this change? Yeah. The, there's a, I mean, a, a trust 
that wasn't there before and uh, trust that everything is working out and everything will work out and that I don't need to panic. Um, it's like a spiritual trust. Like, um, it's not just in myself. It's in something bigger than me that I'm connected to something bigger than just myself. Yeah. 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 Amazing. Terry. I so love so much this story. It's so powerful, you know, and, and, and you were so brave to do all this by yourself and, and your own. I'm sure it was fears and you had to overcome challenges and you had to be bigger. Yeah. These barriers. Yeah. 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 There were many challenges and, Sometimes I rose to them, sometimes I didn't. But you learn also through your failures, too. And yeah. Yeah, it's a very life-changing thing. Indeed. I, I, can, I can imagine. My gosh. <gasps> Terry, you know that I love collecting hidden gems from all around the world. And, and I would love if you can share as well from the place you call home. What would be the thing that if somebody goes there is a must? So maybe it's not that famous, but you as an you know local, you know that this should be checked out. I have a lot. I have a lot. And uh, one of them that you will not find a tour bus or your regular tourist that is called Edge of the World. And it's near the Jasper townsite between the Jasper townsite and our ski resort um, when you drive up to the ski resort and you get almost to the ski resort there's a pull-off on the side of the road and you walk a few hundred meters and you come to this cliff that is like the edge of the world and you can stand right on the edge and get your picture taken it looks like you're going to just take off to go hang gliding it's spectacular and there's no gondola you just walk there and it really is a hidden gem Amazing. I sometimes yeah. go there and meditate. Wow. Yeah. yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah, we take notes of this. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. So if somebody wants to contact you, Terry, what could be the best way to do so? Yeah, my website is feelfreeadventures.com. And it's also my Facebook business page, Feel Free Adventures. And those are both great ways of contacting me. And I on my website there's a free gift for your listeners um a book i wrote called five personas that keep you from your life of freedom wow thank you for that yeah. thank you for the gift we will check out the lady website terry it's been a pleasure absolute pleasure to have you on board the travel coach today thanks so much sonia for holding the space for me it's been fun thank thanks. you I, it's fun to relive that yeah Thank you very much. And everybody tuning in, happy and safe travels. Bye, Terry. Thank you. Namaste. Bye.